Thank you all for tuning into another monologue of We Can Fight Like Cats If We Have To. I'm Sally Davis, one of the podcasters on this podcast, and I like to put out monologues on some things that are food for thought. For those of you listening on the radio, I apologize, or listening on your podcast source, I apologize. I am recovering from my seasonal allergy asthma shenanigans. And for those of you watching me on YouTube, ta-da, the afro is finally long enough to put in a bun. Um, (laughs) So the power puff is now a full puff. I wanted to have a monologue today to discuss um, basically the solitude of being a person of color who can't self-identify to any category and the effects of this um, solitude within the hierarchy of privilege. And there is a hierarchy of privilege. Now, before I start this discussion, I do not want individuals to feel like I am targeting, attacking, pointing fingers at, insulting, offending. These are none of my intents. But as in most of my monologues and in most of my sayings in the podcast, I have to be truthful about my experience and I have to be truthful about my observations. And I'm not going to beat around the bush about it. So this kind of refers to the situation with flavor of month. We've had the black flavor of the month, the indigenous flavor of the month, and the Muslim flavor of the month so far. All flavors to which I do not self-identify. I do not self-identify to any of those categories, nor do I belong to any of those communities. And this makes it incredibly difficult to find a community that will help me share my experience, will project my voice, but most importantly, will protect me and my offspring from ever incurring further damage. Now, I get it. Yes, dear Black people and Indigenous people and Muslim people, yeah, you do get pooped on quite a bit. But at the end of the day, you have each other and you have your backs. And um, I had a discussion with my husband who is biracial. And we had the discussion of the fact that, you know, growing up, it really was really hard being biracial because, again, it was kind of the same position as me where you don't really fit in either category. But what I had to really make clear was that there is a seat at the table for biracial people to be part of the black community now. Whether or not it existed before isn't the discussion. I'm talking about the platform and the contribution and the support that they are receiving within the community now. It's huge. Um, Even if you do not self-identify as a black individual, being a biracial individual. Because you are considered a member of that community by those onlookers looking at you, you then have the protection of that community. And that makes a world of a difference. It makes a world of a difference in terms of how you are protected, how your children are protected, how your voice is heard, 
to what level you are exploited. And don't come at me within the US, the, the Black community is lowest of the low. Yes, in the USA, Black communities are the lowest of the low in terms of the way they are treated and viewed and not respected and abused and exploited and all of these horrible things. But we are not talking about the United States of America. We are talking about Canada, more specifically New Brunswick. And I, I really feel for this because I have never belonged to any of the communities. I tried to belong to the communities because nobody wants to be the oddball out. But the fact is I didn't, um, and it didn't matter what I did. These were all molds that when put on me hurt. And at one point in my life, I decided that I'm going to stop trying to fit these molds and just be myself. And yes, it is a, ris a risk that I chose to take on by myself. But it doesn't mean that the responsibility doesn't fall on others to connect to me as I try so desperately to connect to them. And it really enrages me because I am North African, more specifically Egyptian. I'm Egyptian. My parents were fresh off the boat. I can trace my lineage to Africa in one generation. But I am not welcomed by this, gener this, this community. I don't belong in it. And it would get me so frustrated. I was looking at um, an Instagram just randomly one day and they were saying about how these Egyptian queens slay and those Egyptian queens didn't look anything like me or like the majority of Egyptians. They were black girls. That is a misrepresentation. How is that not cultural appropriation? Not that I'm Egyptian either, because I'm really not. I don't belong to the Egyptian Canadian community because I was born and raised by myself in Moncton, New Brunswick as the only one of my kind. And so my trajectory in life is significantly different from anybody else who has the experience of being an Egyptian Canadian, born and raised in a community where that Egyptian Canadian community exists. But this isn't just about me. This is about the fact that my children are half black, but they're never going to be accepted by the black community, not as black individuals. They're too light-skinned. They're half me. And so other people are getting to decide what their identity is. And there's nowhere for them to belong either. And so at the end of the day, I have to ask myself, like, I can scream as loud as I can possibly scream. I can have these atrocious experiences. I can share these, you know, meanwhile in New Brunswick stupidities that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. But it's like my voice has no worth. It's like it doesn't matter how much effort I put, how much suffering I've had, how much I've been exploited, what experience I have lived through. It doesn't matter because even though I'm not white enough to pass as a white person, I'm not dark enough to pass as an exploited person either. And therefore I fall through the cracks 
of validity. And I am being validated by no one. And so here we are trending like the great, you know, get take this the wrong way if you want to, white Canadians, but we're going to be trending and supporting the different trends. And right now we're going to be supporting, you no know, Black Lives Matter or Indigenous Lives Matter, or let's bring this stuff into our education system. But what about the millions of immigrants that you are trying to recruit and bring into this country? An entire generation of children, just like me, who can't relate to the motherland culture, because just like ancient Africans who were enslaved and brought here and then released eventually after fighting for their freedom, their culture was no longer the same as that of the motherland. And so are we telling me that people like myself have to wait thousands of years before we get justice or consideration or even basic respect? And I want to make it perfectly clear, I'm not jealous. I'm super happy that all of these things are getting attention, finally, as they should. But I'm a little disgruntled. I'm a bit resentful. That even though we make a claim that we want to have all the voices heard, we want everyone with a seat at the table, there is no table that welcomes people like me. People like my children. I have a problem with that. That's not progress. That's just establishing a hierarchy of privilege. That's all it is. If a black person can be privileged enough to tell me that my suffering doesn't matter, which has happened, it has happened. And let me tell you, you have a level of privilege to say to a fellow suffering human being who suffered from the same problems as you have. That because their ancestral genetics have not been suffering it as long as you have, which mm, Egypt was a colonized country. Technically, there's room for arguing there. It's kind of like what Dave Chappelle said about the black gay community versus the white gay community. That before anything, they're white first and then gay after. Well, you're a minority first, you're a person of color first and black is after. And you falling into this trap of divisiveness where they want to divide us, where it makes the job easier for them because they no longer have to reconcile with everybody. They just need enough seats at the table with people willing to vote other people out for the majority to silence the minority that's still gonna suffer those consequences. You're falling for the trap. You're missing it. 
Yeah, I'm not black. I'm well aware of that. But my culture is appropriated all the time and not just by white people. And I've had my hair set on fire numerous times as a child because I had an Afro. My big lips, my big nose. None of those things were treated kindly. Add on to the fact that my family was a religious minority. Let's go to town here. Let's go to town. If we're gonna evolve as human beings, if we're really going to save this planet and all the people in it, first off, y'all gotta see that there's a rainbow. We're all different shades of colors. This whole I don't see color bullshit is bullshit. Y'all see color. Y'all see white, y'all see black. Y'all see indigenous. Y'all don't see me. Y'all ain't going to see my kids. But you know who's going to see my kids? The assholes who are going to want to oppress and hurt them. And I'm doing my job of having them ready for when that happens. Not if it happens. When it happens. But she's going to have to really... It's going to suck hard. If I have to tell them that at one point, bootlickers are going to be just as dangerous as white supremacists. Because then where, where will they see themselves? And I'm not saying that all people of color are bootlickers or that people that see black, white and all everything in between are bootlickers. But I am calling out the contribution of the problem made by those who are subscribing to this notion of the privilege hierarchy. I'd love to hear from my listeners because I'm exhausted. I'm really mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted because no matter what I do, I can't seem to get people to care enough about people and people's cause. And the more that I try to bring people together, it feels like they are just pushing me away. It feels like people are just looking to become members of a club. They just want to be accepted. They don't want to right the wrongs that are being done to their brothers and sisters. 
They just want to get the right done to the wrong that happened to them so that they can continue to be on the winning side of the battle. A winning side that shouldn't exist and a battle that shouldn't be had. Yesterday was a rough day. I wanted to give up. I really did. I was exhausted. The fact is, the only way that this is going to be better for all of us is if we all do this together. Not if we start subdividing into categories. Thank you for tuning into my monologue. If I ruffled your feathers, I'm sorry I had to. But if you're making dough off of this and getting your voice heard and not speaking for your fellow oppressed man or woman or individual, then you are also becoming a part of the problem, whether you'd like to admit it or not. Be kind to each other, support one another, but stop wasting everyone's time if you can't actually support one another and stand up for each other. Have a great day, everyone.